Hello and welcome to the Feast and Be Filled podcast. My name is Joey Schwartz and this show is all about helping followers of Jesus feast on the word and be filled with the spirit. We're continuing our series, Slay the Sluggard. In this episode, we're talking about an unexpected source of our unfounded fears. That's where we're going. Let's get started. you remember when you were a kid and you made up excuses or contrived imaginary fears to keep you out of doing what you didn't want to do? You didn't want to finish the soccer season. So you told your parents that your coach was mean, even though he wasn't really mean. You didn't want to go to school. So all of a sudden you had a really bad headache and a sore throat and you didn't have a fever because if you claim that you had a fever, Your mom could have used a thermometer and found out that you didn't. So you had a headache and a sore throat. And that unfortunately kept you from your first period. At the risk of totally derailing this whole episode, I'll tell you a personal example. When I was seven years old, my sister was in the Nutcracker Ballet. And believe it or not, I was asked to be a little drummer boy in the play. And my first mistake, I said yes. Now, the rehearsals for this were going okay. I was drumming and standing there and doing whatever would be expected of a little drummer boy until they asked me to skip. And that's a totally reasonable thing to ask a seven-year-old, except here was the problem. Seven-year-old Joey didn't know how to skip. So in what is still to this day a tough memory to recover from, I cried and ran out of the ballet. And to be clear, that's the only time in my life I've cried and ran out of a ballet. Now, I never returned to play the little drummer boy because The next practice, when the time came for the next practice, I told my parents that I was afraid to go back because I didn't know how to skip. I know this is a really honorable story for myself that I'm telling about myself right now. I told them I didn't want to do it because I was afraid. But looking back, here's my analysis now, you know, 20, some 21 years later. Here's my analysis. I think what actually happened is that seven-year-old Joey started to doubt whether he actually wanted to be in the Nutcracker and then decided that he really didn't. And then the lack of skippability, this became a convenient excuse to not do what I really didn't want to do anyway. And that's what we did as kids. Maybe you didn't run crying out of a ballet, but you got yourself out of things by making up fears too. Sometimes we avoided things because we were genuinely afraid of them, but sometimes we made up imaginary fears to avoid doing things that we didn't want to do. Now, if you can make it past that nutcracker story that opens this episode, we're going to get into the Proverbs. And what the Proverbs are going to tell us is that this habit, the habit of making up excuses and imaginary fears to avoid doing what we don't want to do, this habit is not something we leave behind as kids. Think about it when it comes to prayer. You wish you could start praying, but All of a sudden, a flood of excuses come of why you really can't. You need a better system. You need more time. You need the kids to sleep in later. You need to get off work earlier. As soon as you start thinking about praying, a flood of excuses tell you why you can't. 
when it comes to sharing the gospel, as soon as you start thinking about sharing the gospel, you become afraid that they're going to totally reject you and shut you out of their life completely. And while this could be a valid fear, often it arises out of our own laziness. We don't want to go through the discomfort for Christ of sharing the gospel and suffering the consequences. When it comes to your spiritual gift, you're afraid of what others will think of you if you step out and begin sowing in the spirit. Now, that could be a genuine fear, or it could be an excuse that's arising out of your slothfulness. You don't want to step out for Jesus, and so an excuse comes that allows you not to. We don't think about our unfounded fears in this way, but the Proverbs tell us that one source of our unfounded fears could be laziness, a laziness that is using our unfounded fears to justify not doing what we don't want to do. Still, to this day, our excuses and imaginary fears can be a sign that we're not anxious or troubled or too busy, but actually that we're lazy. Our topic today as we study the sluggard is how we tend to avoid the real duties the Spirit puts in front of us with imaginary fears that the sluggard puts in our mind. So let's begin by studying the sluggard. As always, we're going to study the sluggard, look for the sluggard, and then slay the sluggard. Let's begin by studying the sluggard. Proverbs 22, verse 13. Also, Proverbs 26, 13. The sluggard says, there is a lion outside. I shall be killed in the streets. Now notice immediately what the proverb says. It doesn't say, the anxious person says, there is a lion outside. I shall be killed in the streets. It also doesn't say the fearful person says, there's a lion outside, I shall be killed in the streets. What the proverb says is that the sluggard says, there is a lion outside, I shall be killed in the streets. What if we see this in the proverb, our imaginary fears about stepping out into the work are actually a sign of a sluggish heart, a heart that demands immediate comfort and avoids any present pain rather than enduring the discomfort of challenging work and toilsome deeds so that we may experience comfort in the end. You see, the sluggard right here, he takes comfort in staying in bed. And to justify his craving for immediate comfort, he makes an excuse for why he cannot take the pains of getting out into the street to do work. But by doing this, he doesn't realize that the slothfulness of his soul is far more dangerous than any imaginary danger he could muster. True, by staying in bed, he is not being killed in the streets. But by staying in bed and refusing to work, he is being killed by his sloth. Remember, we talked about this in Proverbs 21, verse 25. The desire of the sluggard kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. Matthew Henry says it this way. This sluggard talks of a lion without, but considers not his real danger from the devil that roaring lion which is in bed with him, and from his own slothfulness which kills him. It is a foolish thing to frighten ourselves from real duties by fancied difficulties. Let me say that again. It is a foolish thing to frighten ourselves from real duties by fancied difficulties. The imaginary fears that keep us in bed bring about real dangers that should actually frighten us. You make up a reason for why you can't lead your family in prayer. I'm not equipped. I'm not that spiritual. I don't really like praying out loud. I feel like my wife could do it better. I don't want to give them a bad example. There's a lion in the streets. And what is the fruit of following these imaginary fears? Something you should actually fear. A prayerless home, a prayerless family, an environment where the power and presence of God is merely a Sunday theory and never a living reality. 
You make up a reason for why you can't write that book, preach that sermon, share the gospel with that friend, pray for healing, prophesy, start that ministry, take that bold step of faith. Someone else could do it better than me. There's nothing about me that says I should be the one to do this. I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable or awkward. I don't think I have the resources or time or ability or skills or personality or Enneagram number and on and on and on it goes. And what is the fruit of following these imaginary fears? Something you should actually fear. The tragic experience of receiving a talent from God, burying it in the ground and being found a slothful servant. We need to clear out the imaginary fears. There is a lion in the streets and we need to consider something far more frightening. What if we go our whole life without spending ourselves for Jesus, without knowing him deeply and making him known, without bearing fruit in the field right in front of us now? Because in every single season, we were too focused on the illusion of green grass on the other side of the fence. Just as Jesus says in Matthew 10, 28, do not fear those who kill the body and cannot kill the soul. Those are mere imaginary lions. Well, how do we erase those irrational fears? He says, Fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. The only way to erase our imaginary fears is to consider a much greater fear, the fear of God, the glorious God who can do all things. Now, these irrational fears serve as excuses so that we can justify our ease. And this is why in the very next verse, after the sluggard has told himself a reason for why he can't go out in the streets, we find the sluggard chained to his sheets. We see this in Proverbs 26, verse 14. As a door turns on its hinges, so does a sluggard on his bed. Imagine this picture, the sluggard laying in bed on one side, and then after feeling some pain in his hip, he thinks to himself, okay, it's time to move to the other side. And then he exerts himself to turn over in bed, and this he does all day. Technically, he's doing something, but all of his activity is the mere turning from one side to the other in bed. The sluggard here may be busy. The sluggard may be working. The sluggard may go from thing to thing, from this to that. In fact, the sluggard's busyness may make it look like he's doing something worthwhile, just like a messy desk gives a sense of activity. But the sluggard's busyness is nothing but moving from one worthless thing to another. He's distracting himself to death. He's killing himself with a gluttonous obsession with one comfort after another. His busyness is mere movement to distract himself from having to enter the pains of practicing true diligence in any worthwhile task for God. He is as good as a door on a hinge, which may swing back and forth all day, but is moving nowhere. And this is sometimes how we get to the end of a day, or a week, or a year, or a life, and look back thinking, I feel like I was really busy and active, but what did I actually do? Where did I grow? What has changed about my prayer life? What wonders have I seen in the word? Who was blessed by me? Who is more like Jesus because of the investment of the Spirit through me? Where has the kingdom manifested because Jesus lives in me? Perhaps our busyness has not borne fruit because we have been like a door on a hinge, excusing ourselves from the most important work on the street, moving much but not moving toward the prize that God has set before us. Are you in the same place you were a year ago? or five years ago, or 10, perhaps 
you have been hinged to your excuses. Like a door is hinged to a wall. You've been flipping through excuses over and over again. And this has felt like some kind of movement in your mind, but the truth is you've been merely rolling over in bed. You haven't moved toward the work, toward the habit, toward stepping out, toward bearing fruit for God. And the call of Proverbs is to unhinge yourself by faith. If you're used to being hinged to excuses, this will be uncomfortable. But the Proverbs tell us that it is better to be unstable out in the open, out in the streets for a time that you may learn to lean your weight on the spirit rather than your sloth. We've studied the sluggard, the sluggard who says, there is a lion in the streets. And now we need to do what is the point of that proverb to look for that sluggard in our own hearts. Here are three reflection questions that you can consider on your own, journal it out, talk it out with a few friends. Number one, where have you frightened yourself from real duties by made up difficulties? Where have you frightened yourself from real duties by made-up difficulties. That's what the sluggard is doing when he says there's a lion out in the streets. He just wants to stay in bed, so he's using the fear to excuse himself. There's something within us that still wants to do that. There's still that sinful sloth that will get really creative when it's time to do real work. That's the first question. Where have you frightened yourself from real duties by made-up difficulties? The second is, where do your excuses flow from a love of ease? Where do your excuses flow from a love of ease. As we read that proverb, the sluggard says, there's a line in the streets. We have to ask ourselves that question. Where are we doing this? Because fear can sometimes be a cop-out. It can sometimes be an escape. Because while, of course, there is a temptation toward genuine fear that isn't connected to laziness, there is sometimes... There's something about fear that places us in the position of a victim. The man in Proverbs 22 wasn't lazy. He was just a victim suffering from the fear of lions. No, in this case, the scriptures say that he was lazy and he was just telling himself that he was afraid so that he wouldn't have to face up to the fact that he stayed in bed because he was a sluggard. Perhaps one of your most common fears is tied to sloth, but you've never considered it because a fear-prone heart is something we struggle with, but a slothful heart is something we know we need to repent of. Where do your exclusives flow from a love of ease? The third question is, where is your busyness excusing you from fruitfulness? Where is your busyness excusing you from fruitfulness? Here we're shifting to what the slugger did after he made his excuse. He got moving. He stayed busy. But his busy activity was like a door on its hinges. He was moving, but he wasn't going anywhere. There are times where we excuse ourselves from diligence by making up lions. And there are other times that we excuse ourselves from diligence by moving on a hinge. We busy ourselves with easier things, avoiding the one thing that God is calling us to do in the moment. So for you, where is your busyness excusing you from fruitfulness? Look for the sluggard. Where have you frightened yourself from real duties by made-up difficulties? Where do your excuses flow from a love of ease? 
And where is your busyness excusing you from fruitfulness? Now let's slay the sluggard with a battle step, an action step to overcome the sluggard within. There is one action step here because I don't want to give you 10 action steps and then you and I can excuse ourselves from getting out to do the work because of how many action steps there are. I think by now in this episode, the Lord has likely shown you one excuse you've been making and the one thing you're avoiding by swinging on the hinge of busyness. So here's the action step, the battle step to slay the sluggard. It's really simple. Get out and do it, or get out and begin doing it. Charles Spurgeon says this, quote, In idle men's imaginations, the devil hides away unseen, like the old serpent that he is. A man who wastes his time and his strength in sloth offers himself to be a target for the devil, who is a wonderfully good rifleman and will fill the idler with his shots. In other words, idle men tempt the devil to tempt them. Idle men tempt the devil to tempt them. He who plays when he should work has an evil spirit for his playmate. A sluggard is fine, raw material for the devil. He can make anything he likes out of him. If the devil catches a man idling, he will set him to work, find him tools, and before long, pay him wages. Idleness tempts the devil, Spurgeon says, to tempt them. So how do we overcome idleness? Idleness is overcome by faith-filled activity toward God's priorities. The enemy's temptation to sloth and idleness is only overcome by faith-filled sowing, not by debating with them, not by negotiating with them, not by thinking it over, but by getting out to the street by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, as long as the sluggard stayed in bed, his sloth remained. But had he gone out to the streets, his idle excuses would have vanished by seeing with his own eyes and experiencing with his body that there were no lions in the streets. The only way to overcome the idleness is to get out of bed, to go into the streets so that you can see there are no lions there. There's only the Spirit's help. Go out. Whatever you have been excusing, it is only overcome by Spirit-filled action. There is no lion in the streets, but here's the good news. By the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, there is a lion in you. The spirit of the lion of Judah lives in you. And through his strength and his strength alone, you can unhinge yourself from the bed. You can unhinder yourself from sloth-induced excuses, and you can run the race that is set before you. So get out and by the grace of God and for his glory, do it. Overcome the dark room of sloth the same way that Jesus overcame the dark tomb of death. By the power of the Spirit and for the glory of God, step out into the light. That's how you slay the sluggard. And that's all for this episode. We'll see you next time.